Welcome to the Legacy Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info. Ready? All right, all right, all right. If you need sermon notes, wave at somebody. Get them in your hand. There's one up here, one over there. Anybody, everybody. And then get your pen out. And then we're going to talk just a little bit before we dive in. Just had a little impartation by God. And, you know, I'm not going to go there, but that's just the whole thing about being a Christian. The reason that Jesus came was to bring you into the family. Once you're in the family, you, God wants to wrap you in his glory. Anybody, I know you've heard the, the Roman road, uh, the ABCs to be a Christian. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. How about A, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory. Glory, let's underline glory, write glory down. The glory of God. We've come short of the glory, but Jesus came to give us the glory. Amen. Where we came, where we failed and missed the glory of God. So the reason we have church is that we can get wrapped in the glory. Because guess what? You can wash it off with the world, with wrong thinking. And so there are three things that I just want to remind you of why we come to church, okay? I'm going to lay out some things, and there are choices to be made as a Christian. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. You know that the, of all the Israelites, all of them didn't choose to serve God, but they didn't kill them. <laughs> they chose God, and they found out the other ones decided, you know what? We need to choose God. Look at their life. They're wrapped in the glory. Now, choices is one. How about the grace of God? Because if you read the next verse in Romans 3.24, it says everything's been imparted to us. Uh, uh, there are gifts that have been imparted. Righteousness has been, been, been imparted by grace. Let me get my tongue. You know, righteousness has imparted, been imparted. You've been given grace. But if you read 22, it says righteousness is a choice. you got to choose. So, so some things God has given us, but we still have to choose to be a partaker. I always talk about food because everybody's going to eat lunch today. And they bring you that food, your wife cooks it or whatever. You can sit at the table all day long. Never touch the fork. It's there. Grace is there. God's love is there. God's life is there. But you got to be a partaker. Peter said it, be a partaker of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in this world. Man, to know who we are. We have to choose to seek out and know who we are. It's, it's, it's been freely given, but we are, we, we don't like, well, Lord, if he, if I've had so many people tell me, if the Lord wants me to have it, he'll just give it to me. Eh, wrong answer. Jeopardy. Nope. You do not pass gold. You do not get the $200. Because that's wrong thinking. You have got to pursue the things of God. But Jesus made a way and empowered us 
to be able to receive it, to walk in it, and to live it. I never was taught. I, I got saved at eight, but I never was taught that I had the power. God's given me power to live it. Man, set me free. I thought I had to, you know, I'm supposed to party like everybody else that I went to church with. But there is something to holiness. Yeah, because there's power in holiness. You stay wrapped in that glory. That, the, the, the greatest definition of glory for me is the goodness of God. Moses said, let me see you. And God said, you can't see me and live. But he says, I'm going to put my hand over you. I'm going to let you see my glory. I'm going to let you see my goodness. And he put his hand over him. And he, as he walked away, he saw his hair turn white. He began to glow because of the glory of God. Come on, Christian, when you get close to God, you begin to glow. You may not feel any different. You may not smell any different. You still may have bad breath, but you've got the glory of God on you. That's your flesh. Put your flesh down. Tell your flesh to shut up, that wrong thinking, and say, you know what? I want the glory of God. God has given me the glory. We hang out that all have sinned, but read the first verse before. He's given you righteousness. The verse after, it's yours. Glory. Okay, okay? So we're going to talk about some choices today, and we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about the will of God. And, you know, so many of us get hung up in the will of God and what the will of God is for my life and what, and, and we attribute it to what we're supposed to be doing. What we're supposed to be doing in the Word. And I don't care if you're a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, we're supposed to do the Word of God. And so this is basic, but there's so many in here, and I could really step on some toes, and, and I might a little bit, but you know what? It's, we need to be doing these things. And so let's get, let's get excited about the Word of God. If you got your notes, turn with me. Uh, we're going to start off our foundation scriptures in 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 22. We'll read a little bit and... Uh, and, you know, this is found in Colossians. This is found in uh, all through the Bible, you know. So let's read that. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those things who, uh, those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction. Uh oh talking about ministers there. That you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. We found out this morning, we had a little Bible study that yesterday was, was what, what, what was it? Be kind. World Kindness Day. You know that's a command in the Bible, be ye kind to one another? I, and I said, well, here's the, here's the test. When you walk in the restaurant, if the waitress turns the other way and is not glad to see you, mm, something's wrong. You hadn't been kind. And so let, let's finish reading. We'll, we'll get to the will of God here in just a second. Be patient with everyone. See that no one repays another evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is the will of God. Basics. Man, we're on basic. That's all right. Some of your foundations are cracked. 
These, this is the foundations for life. So there's cracks in, in your foundations. If you're not doing some of these things, your foundations crack. God wants to give you more glory, but you can't handle it because you're cracked. You know, you ever had a cracked glass? Speaking of a restaurant, I was served a plastic glass several times, and they gave me my drink, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what? It's leaking. I mean, you know, you can leak the presence of God. You can leak the glory of God. You can leak the goodness of God. You can leak because you can be cracked. Somebody could crack you. The devil crack you. And you know what? You're empty. Come on, it's time to get filled up. And when we're empty is when we go, don't you look at me like that. That's where that comes from because we're empty. And your kids get on your last nerve, you know. You ever heard that statement? You're on my last nerve. And then you want to give them a piece of your mind, and you don't have much that much mind to give in. They give out because you're empty. And so we have got to maintain our joy, our peace, our love, and we've got to maintain our prayer life. We have to maintain these things or we get empty. It's true. And so this is the will of God for you in Jesus Christ. Look at the next verse. Do not quench the Spirit. I don't hear that, preacher. Shut up. But you say that to the Holy Spirit is what you're saying. I will not hear that. And, you know, there are times when you're empty, you don't want to hear nothing. Just shut up and leave me alone. That's the way we get because we're empty. And so verse 20, do not despise Prophetic utterance. The Bible's full of prophetic utterance. But you know what? Somebody can walk up you and give you a word from the Lord. And you know, what's that any of their business? God's trying to get your attention. You see, you see, it's it's the milk of the word that that, whoa, we just love the milk. Hallelujah. Oh God, we love God is good. God is so good. But it's the meat of the word that brings discipline. Well, I don't like discipline. That's because you're cracked. That's because you're not full. And as you start filling up, the discipline comes, but you see the good of it. Come on, have you ever ridden, anybody other than me ever ridden a horse? That horse has to be disciplined for you to stay on its back. And you got to be disciplined to stay on its back. He's got to let you on his back, and you got to be disciplined enough to stay on its back. You got to be disciplined to stay between the white line and the yellow line. If I'm going this way, it's white line and the yellow line. You got to be disciplined enough to stay in between the lines. I've seen police not be disciplined. They're fooling with the radio or something, and boom, hit a telephone pole. We all have to be disciplined. We all have to hear correction. We all have to be filled up. Me too. There's pastors committing suicide these days. Their wives are committing suicide. Just one that was very popular friend, a uh, 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 pastor in Houston committed suicide. Man, that's the enemy. And the enemy's after you too. So let's, let's just read 21 22 real quick. But examine everything carefully and hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And this is the will of God. It said this is the will of God. you got to guard your heart of every form of evil. So let's go to number one on your notes right there. Choose to rejoice always. This is a choice. 
It's a choice. You may not feel like it. It doesn't matter. You've got to rejoice anyway. Oh, man. I, uh, you know what? You've got to settle down. You've got to stop. You've got to rejoice. Rejoice is joy and to rejoy. Come on, refill up. Rejoice, rejoy. And, and you know, let, let's, let's look. Let's look. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Well, wait a minute. That's what 1 Thessalonians 5 16 said rejoice always. I told you this stuff's all through the Bible because it's the will of God. Rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Why did the Holy Spirit command us to do this? Because it doesn't come natural. You were born with a sin nature and you were born to be negative. You know? You hear it? I hope he hurries up today and go get this thing over with so we got to go eat. He already mentioned lunch, and I'm hungry. You, you know, your flesh will start, and you're griping, complaining. But we got to maintain our joy. You know, I don't know about in y'all's house, but when my kids were growing up, they was fighting and yanging and yin, yang, yang, and, 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 and it was getting on me and my wife. And I said, I, I got in the living room. I said, everybody get in here right now. I said, get around in a circle. And they was all, you know, huffed up. And I said, we're fixing to leap for joy. The Bible says to leap for joy. They looked at me like, you are crazy. I said, I know I'm crazy, but we're going to leap for joy because I'm tired of all this griping, fighting, carrying on, nagging, you know, and this and that and the other. You, know, you really don't know how to get the fight out of them? Do what my mama did. She got the belt and said, y'all get outside and y'all better fight till I see blood. <laughs> we're good, Mom. We're good. We're good, Mom. She goes, I'm going to whip you if you don't. No, we'll take the whipping. We're all right. <laughs> that was her method, but the Bible says to... Leap for joy. And they didn't want to do it. I said, no, we're not moving until you do it. And once we leap for joy, they all begin to smile. You got to go after it. You got to go after it. You can't live in the, in the griping and complaining world. Uh, it's a choice. And joy is uh, uh, obtainable through a choice. And it's time that, that the God's Word outweighs our feelings. You know... If the devil can keep you in the realm of feelings, he's got you. And you look at everybody in the world today, well, I, I just feel like I'm offended. Well, get over it. Come on, get into the Word. God has not offended you. God has empowered you. You know, somebody said, well, you know, I want to apologize. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't offend you. I said, well, you, let me show you how bad it offended me. I don't even remember what you said. Ah, uh -uh. we ain't got time to be offended. You know, somebody said, you know, I'm Hey, push my buttons. Don't have any buttons. Get rid of the buttons. That's what he said. Don't, don't, you, don't, you don't have any buttons to push. Come on, Jesus, had, if anybody had opportunity to have buttons to push, it was Jesus. Amen. They hated him every corner and this and that and the other, fighting the devil here or there. And, but hey, rejoice. It's time to choose joy. It's time to own purpose, to go after joy. You know what? Happiness is fleeting, but joy is sustaining. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You can have joy even in a, at a funeral. You can have joy even when everything's going wrong because it's inner strength from God. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, that's, that's God's character. That's your character. You got that when you got saved. People say, well, don't ask for, don't ask for patience because, man, no, the devil's going, he's coming after your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness. He's coming after all of that. 
It's when you focus on it, then you realize, that's the devil attacking me. And joy, you know, love's our foundation, but joy is our strength to push us forward. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross because he saw you. The joy that was, there was no joy. That was a bloody mess. But the joy in it was that he was doing what God called him to do, and he knew that he saw you, that you would receive him. Come on, smile at somebody and say, that's mine. Mm-mm-mm. 2 Corinthians, uh, I mean, Psalms 13, 5 says, I have trusted in your loving kindness. My heart rejoices, 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 rejoices in your salvation. If you didn't come to kids' turn, you missed salvation means everything. Healing. Salvation. We're, our souls are saved. Our spirit's born again. But it's healing. It's deliverance. It's righteousness. It's everything God has given us. And, and so, you know, we need to rejoice in it. You need to turn your focus off the, all the trash that's going on in the world and focus on the Word of God, on God, on Jesus. You know, it's a great statement. We sang that. I, I will always know that you are good. God is good. No matter what bad's happening to me right now, God's still good. And God still wants me to come out of that muck and mire. Grace is God's hand extended. Your part is grab that hand. Let him pull you up. 2 Corinthians 3.11 says, Finally, brethren, rejoice. There it is again. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Be made complete. Rejoicing will help you to become complete. Be comforted. Be like-minded. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. We're not trying to do this. We're going to say that we are this. I am full of joy. I am for the hardest times, I still have joy. You know, how, how, do you do, how do you do your own father's funeral? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And, and so we need to recognize that joy is always in reach. Can you reach for joy? Let's just do it. Come on, on purpose. Come on, just lift your hand. Just, I take that. Come on, the room's full of joy. I got the, oh, there's some over here. Y'all didn't get this one. I'm, I'm going to get this. It's like fruit on, it's an apple on a tree. You got to go pick it. Which one do you want? I want that joy. Number two, choose to pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Always pray. Always be meditating on the Lord. Always be talking to him. Let me get ahead of myself. Let's look. And, and, and Philippians 4 Four through seven, we're going to finish. Four four says, "Rejoice always, rejoice in the Lord always." Again, I say, "Rejoice." But in verse five, it says, "Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near." <laughs> Some of you think, "Well, I don't have much of a gentle spirit." But when you know the Lord is near, it shakes the slack out of you, and you go, "I need to be kind." <laughs> yeah. If you remember that God's always close to you and with you, you're quick to repent. People want to repent because the pastors, but I don't matter. It's Jesus. I went fishing, tuna fishing, and, and the, the first mate was baiting our lines, and he was cussing like a sailor. And everybody would look at me, and I'm like, it's not me. I mean, hey, it's Jesus is here. It's not me he needs to be worried about, and you don't have to worry about me either. I've heard, I worked oil field. I know what all that is. 
But my thing, my, the deal is, it's not me, it's Jesus. And it, he doesn't know that Jesus is near. We know Jesus is near. And if you remind yourself of that, you're always going to be in a repentant mode. Lord, wash me, clean me, help me, strengthen me. And, and so, you know, to pray always, That where was we at? Verse 5, let's read 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Prayer and thanksgiving throughout the whole Bible. And the peace of God, which passes all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds. Will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Go back to verse 6 for us. Look at verse 6 on the screen. Be anxious for nothing. When you start to get anxious, you're not praying. Well, I'm just concerned. It's time to pray. Lord, I'm worried about my children. It's time to pray. Listen, I'm standing on prayers that people prayed for me growing up. And so are you. So it's time for you to start praying. I always tell the story, the guy I work with, his aunt passed away, and he was just like, she prayed for every one of us every morning. As a child, I listened to her pray for all of her family, all of her nephews, all of her grandkids, all of my cousins. Who's going to do that? And I looked at him and I said, maybe it's your turn. It's for time for us. And, and I'm not going to go into, I, I'm laying out that we need to pray. And we'll get into how to pray, but not today. I want to just lay out some things to remind you that it's time to start praying. And, and to, to realize we, don't, we need to pray specifically, not like on a treadmill. What I mean a treadmill is you pray the same thing over and over and you say, well, I've done my due. I'm going to sit down. I'm going on. That's not the way God wants you to pray. If you have a need, God wants you to find a promise for that need. Get specific. Lord, help me. Well, you know, I might work when you're a baby. But as you mature, you need to learn how to pray and pray specifically for things and go after it. Now, I, I want to remind you that you have not because you ask not. James said you have not because you ask wrongly. So we need to learn how to pray. We pray to the Father in Jesus' name. The only way we have access to God, the Father, is in Jesus. We don't have any righteousness. It's His righteousness in us that gives us access to the Father. So to, create, to pray correctly is to the Father in Jesus' name. You with me? So say it, Father, in Jesus' name. Now you want to ask. Your word says that you supply all my need according to your riches in glory. Come on, need, not needs, because Jesus covers all the needs. And so let's, 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 let's maintain our prayer life. Mm. The strength in your prayer is not so you can bellyache or complain about a problem. It's that you're joining your heart with God and to see the kingdom of God come to pass in your life but not only your life, your children's lives, not only your children's life, but your neighbors, the people you work with, the job, and everything else. It's time to get in agreement. See, when my girls were in college, uh, Brittany was about getting out, Emily just starting, I'd get a phone call. And, and I knew it, middle of the day phone call, how much? Hey, Dad, how are you? I said, I'm good, how much? 
Well, you know, I don't want you just calling for money. I said, yeah, you are. Because you never call and just talk to Dad. I miss those conversations. I want to talk to you, but how much? Well, I need $100 for this, and, and can you put some money in my account? And it hurt my feelings. Don't you know it hurts God's feelings? And all you say is, Lord, give me, Lord, give me, Lord, give me. When you don't fellowship, you don't just talk. You don't walk around, Lord, I just, just want to honor you today. Sitting down and fellowshipping with God. Not only you talking, but letting him talk. And there are whole groups of peep Christians that say, well, God doesn't speak to people today. Baloney. From Genesis 1 to all the way to the Revelations, God has been was speaking and still speaking. And he wants to speak to you. Now, Romans 8 says we can be led by the Spirit of God. You've got that inner witness. That's a way of speaking, but he can speak to you. But we don't sit down long enough to listen. We throw up our prayer. Well, I've done my good deed. Give me my star, my Sunday school star. I put a check by my, I prayed today. But God wants fellowship. God wants to talk to you. God wants to, God wants to worship. God wants to hear you worship. God wants to hear your fellowship. You're so good. Just like, gentlemen, your wife wants to hear how beautiful they are, how wonderful they cook, how this and that and the other. Because you do that, they're going to cook for you tomorrow too. But women, your husband wants to hear, you know, you're my hero. That means if some idiot runs in here, they're going to stand up and take a bullet like Superman. Because they want to be a hero. Now, God wants to hear you and fellowship with you and communicate with you. Intimacy. He knows everything about you, but he wants to pour into you. That's what prayer is about. And we have got to learn to, to give God that time, give God the time to pray, uh, to strengthen us. James 5, 6 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Why did I throw that scripture in there? It says, pray for one another. If you live in your need, always needing, always needing, always needing, you're always going to be depressed. You're always going to be struggling. You're always going to be like, you can't see past your need. You can't see past your problem. And it's because you're living in your problem. But when you turn and say, you know what? I want to pray with them. I want to connect with them. Then I've got something else to focus on other than my selfish self. Me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I will get you depressed. God hadn't called you to just take care of you. Matter of fact, I find when I pray for somebody else, the strength of God comes in me and strengthens me. Whoo, I can keep going. We had kids turn this week. And I was tired. The guy even made fun of me Sunday night because I yawned right in the middle of his sermon. And I was tired the whole week because we're running this and that and the other and this different things going on. But, but what keeps me going is somebody called me and said and said the, their child's favorite thing is that Pastor Brett prayed with them. Come on. Hey, whew, now I'm ready. Let's do it again. I want to pray for all of them in there. And it's not that I'm special. I'm the pastor, but I'm supposed to impart. But Jesus touched them. Not me. 
Guess what? When you pray for people, Jesus will touch you and God will start dealing with your issues because you're not focused. Because you know what Miss Shirley said one time? <laughs> the Lord spoke to her and said, can I do it? Verbal voice, can I do it? She goes, yeah. And the Lord said, I can't as long as you're holding it. She was like this, losing weight, worrying. She had to let it go. You need to let your problems go. What happened? God's going to take care of it. That's what trust is. If you're not letting it go, you don't trust Him. So we got to pray. I'm not going to ask you, have you prayed today? Have you prayed yesterday? Did you pray last week at all? I know you watch TV. I know you fed yourself. We do. How about you ever been hungry just to hear the voice of God? Hungry to fellowship with God? It's time to get hungry. It starts with a choice. But here's the thing about uh, church and about fellowshipping with God. There's impartation that comes. You see, we talk, started off talking about there's choices we make. There's the grace of God that just gives us things. But there's an impartation. The church service, our church service should be alive with the presence of God. But guess what? Your daily life should be alive with the presence of God. God wants to fellowship with you all the time. So I'm going, the week start, I know uh, I'm just going to share me. And I'm always talking to the Lord, and, and, and I'm laying out things, and I'm listening. And so, so we, we spent probably about $6,000. I'm probably a little overkill, $5,500 on kids' turn. Buying this, buying toys, you know, setting up, this and that and the other. And I'm like, Lord, well, you know, we had this bill come in at the church, and I, I'm not fretting over it, not worried over it. And so, you know, we spent probably about $10,000 in the last three, four weeks extra. We got money. We're blessed. Don't start freaking out on me. Your giving keeps us alive and floating. And, but I'm just having a conversation in my heart with God. I always talk to him. And I said, Lord, we spent about ten grand. Do I need to do an offering, you know, for kids' turn? Because it's good soil. Man, good soil. We're planting into our own kids. And, man, there's people drive from Galax and Hillsville and, People came from all around, and uh, we averaged 100 and something every night. Isn't that awesome? But I said, Lord, do I need to do a special offering? Because, you know, I don't, I don't generally take up offerings. I don't ask for money, but I believe God for it. And I said, uh, you know, do I just need to believe you? And I'm, I just laid this out here, Lord. Speak to me. Just direct me. Give me wisdom. And I got a phone call uh, uh, two days later. said, Pastor, I got something for you. Can you meet with me? And I said, yeah, and they hand me a check. I never got the answer, but I got a check. That was the answer. Well, don't worry about that. It's already taken care of. Hallelujah. And it wasn't just the 5,500. It was that times 10. Come on. We serve a mighty God, and he takes care of us. But I'm not, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? We can't do it. Uh-uh. We're not playing that game. We're going to live by faith. We're going to pray and believe God. We're going to trust God, and we're going to, we have to do that. And God supplies our needs. And He'll ask going to furnish our kids' wing. Glory be to God. So, you know, where are we at? Number three, choose to give thanks in everything. I'm not saying you thank God for sickness. I'm saying you're thankful to God. 
You know, it's not everything that, that you give thanks for because the devil brings some stuff. You know, you ever been to those testimony services and people get up and say, well, uh, uh, my dog died, my grandma's sick, and we don't have anything to eat, you know. Glory to his name. Well, whose name are you glorifying? Because God's not in any of that. Huh? You're just getting up telling how bad it is. You're just sharing the gossip in your life. No, being thankful is having a thankful heart. Being thankful for everything that God has done for you. Go back. Go back to that. You know what? I'm, I'm thankful I'm saved. I'm thankful I've been redeemed. I'm thankful that my life's changed. I'm thankful that God meets my needs. I'm thankful. Come on, maintaining our thankfulness. This is the month of Thanksgiving. So learn to be thankful always. Because if you read in the Bible, it's prayer and thanksgiving. Prayer and thanksgiving. Prayer and thanksgiving. Well, well, nothing's changed in my life. I've been praying for two minutes. Now, Pastor, how can you be thankful? Because God answers prayer. How do you know he wants to answer your prayer? When Jesus was on the cross, he said, it is finished. It's done. It's been released to you. So now my Thanksgiving says, it's mine. I don't have it in my pocket, but it's mine. I don't have it in my body, but it's mine. So I'm going to thank you, Lord, that it's been provided. Lord, it's a need in my life. I know you know it. You know I know it. I'm standing on your promise. Your promise says I can have it, and now I want to thank you for it. Well, I don't have it yet, Pastor. It's like I'm lying. No, it's called faith. You have it in here before you have it out here. You've got to give it in here. How many of you heavens your home? Wave at me. You ain't ever been there. How do you know? Because the Word says so. Same way with everything else. God will meet your need. God wants to heal you. God wants to save your grandchildren. Start thanking Him that they're saved. It's His will for them to be saved. God's on your side. I'm thankful He's on my side. He wants them saved. He wants to turn them around. Bring them to Him. And the Holy Spirit's working. Ask the Holy Spirit. Go, go talk to them. Put somebody, let them be thumbing through the radio and they stop on that preacher. And He tells them that Jesus loves them. And they give their life. Angels encamp about. The Bible says angels are ministering spirits to the heirs of God. I call my grandchildren heirs of God in the name of Jesus. I call my family members heirs of God. Go angels and camp about them. Do you ever read the Bible? Do you ever read where angels went and did this and that and brought a message to Daniel and helped Peter? They kicked Peter and woke him up and said, the chains are loose, let's get out of this prison. Peter's like, huh? It's like we are, huh? Send, them, send the angels. Well, now you're getting out there. I'm in the Bible still. I haven't stepped out of the Bible. <laughs> and so let's get let's get in the word. Let's 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 be a doer of the word. Give thanks. Colossians 4 2 said they are devoted to prayer and thanksgiving. So uh, number three was choose to give thanks in everything. A thankful heart doesn't come through impartation but choice. But the Holy Spirit gets a hold of it, and he'll start showing you and listing you things. Uh, uh, Miss Becky was sharing about somebody that passed away and went to heaven, and they saw Jesus coming. They went, oh, he's going to tell me everything I've done wrong. 
No. That's all been forgiven. He started showing them everything that they did right. The time they helped this one, they helped that one, and blessed this one, and blessed that one. But see, we live with such a sin mentality. We can't be the children of God we're called to be because we think we're not good enough, not worthy enough. But when you ask God to forgive you, He washes you of your sins, and you are made white as snow. As far as the east is from the west, God separates you from your sin. Come on, if it's going east, it's still traveling because east keeps going. You are forgiven and washed, and you need to be thankful. Let that be, you know, let that, that thankfulness rise in you. Hebrews 13. Well, let me go back to Psalms 9 1. That's in, in the notes there. I love this scripture. I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart, and I will tell of your wonders. Has God ever done anything for you? You need to be telling it because it stirs it up. But, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not only, you know, it, testimony means that when you tell it that God wants to do it again for somebody else. I've seen people get jealous because somebody got a car, got blessed, and somebody gave them a car, and they're like, you know, ever gave me a car. Not me, Jack. Oh, I'm so thankful they got a car. It's going to happen for me one day. Hey. I'm so thankful they got it because God does that. And he wants to do it for me too. But have you asked him? No, you're just sitting in gripe mode. You're Eeyore. I'll never get anything and it's all just terrible around here and nobody loves me anyway. Well, it's your birthday. Yeah, but ain't nobody going to get me any presents. They won't be worth nothing. Be the fair sauce. Come on. Thankful you got breath. Thankful you got life. You got to start with the basics. If you get so low, you got to start with the basics and give thanks to the Lord and tell of, and I will tell of your wonders. And even if I have not received something from God that I needed, I'll tell of somebody else that I've heard of. Man, God wants to do it. So, so, so let's go to Hebrews. Was that where we at? Hebrews 13, 15. It says, through him, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise that the fruit of our lips, uh, with the fruit of our lips, give thanks to his name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's say it. Thank you, Lord. Did anybody get hurt? Did it hurt you to say that? No. You, you have got to, on, on purpose, put those words in your mouth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for health. Thank you, Father, that my body is strong. Thank you that my mind is sharp. Thank you, Lord, that I understand the Word of God. <clears throat> Man, there are some things that I have backed up in the Word of God because, you know what, I don't want God to understand that. I can't teach that. There are some secret things in the Bible that we just sometimes we don't get a hold of. And people ask, why this happened? Why that happened? Well, the secret things, the Scripture says secret things belong to God. You know, just dealing with kids all, you know, and, and ministry and stuff. They got some crazy questions. Are aliens real? What about Bigfoot? I said, if they find Bigfoot, he'll tell you about Jesus. If aliens land, they're either going to come off declaring the devil's real or God's real. I said, it's God's God. Come on, God is God. You've got to settle it, and you need to learn to be thankful that God's got you in the palm of his hand. He created all this, and, and, and he's for you. I don't have it in the, you can write it, but in Nehemiah, 
in Nehemiah 12, 24, there were people that sat at the gate. You know, we have uh, ushers. They guarded gates and stuff like that. They had people, the priests. They list the priests who are set up. They list the who's the head of the priest. And then they list the Levites brothers who were worshipers, and they were to give thanks to God. People designated to give thanks to God. I like being around those people because they make me thankful. They bring joy to me. Do you have somebody like that in your life? No, ain't nobody like that. Then you become that. It's a choice. Come on. If you don't eat green beans, it's a choice. If you eat them, it's a choice. You can be thankful, it's a choice. You can be positive, it's a choice. And I'm not talking about being uh, 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 mind over matter or, or all that mess. No, it's biblical to be thankful. It's biblical to have joy. And so we need to be thankful. Let's look at our, our uh, last scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. It says, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus my Savior. Huh? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, wait a minute. This whole chapter is about death. The worst thing that you think that could happen to you. But actually, Christians, it's one of the best things that can ever happen to you. Because you leave this life, it's painless. The Bible says that, that, that blessed is precious in the, sight of, in the eyes of the Lord, the death of his saints. Whew. I've heard testimony after testimony. This fireman, his suit was literally melting. The fire, they drug him out. He's alive, but they, they don't know. They can't touch him. They spray him down with a water hose. You know, they put it on wide, and they just spray him down. Killed him. He went cool so fast, it went into shock, and he died. And he said, I left my body. I'm going up. He goes, it's wonderful. Peace, joy. He said, man. Just a peace consumed me. And he goes, I looked down at myself, and they're doing He said, man, who's that? They're doing CPR on this guy. It's me. And I come back down. I'm going, wait a minute. And I went back into this life of pain. He said, on the other side, it's joy unspeakable. Come on. We got to hold on to that. We'd have to remind ourselves. That it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's going to be people come up to you and say, you know what? You prayed for me. It didn't happen, but that's all right. Look where I'm at. There's going to be people come up to you and say, you know what? You gave an offering to and helped those people in Africa. I'm here because of that. There's going to be people running up to you and say, you know what? You tried to help me and you couldn't, but that's all right. Look where I'm at. But we think that death's the end. It's just the beginning. Man, we, it's called eternal life for a reason. Not eternal life on this earth. It's eternal life with God and whatever He wants to do with us through eternity. But we hang on to this life. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, even in this life and the one to come. So, rejoice, pray, and be thankful. Rejoice, pray, and be thankful. Come on, maintain your joy. It's time to start praying and listening. Quit doing all the talking. And it's time to get thankful. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, it is our life. 
It's who we are. We trust you and honor you and so thankful, Lord, that you've given us your spirit. Holy Spirit, just tag on every word that was spoken today. It's your words. It's your words you gave to man from the Father. So give people understanding. Stir in their hearts to begin to pray, begin to believe. Be thankful. Let me say this real quick. If you can't be thankful for something that you don't have yet, you're not in faith. If you don't have peace about it, God wants to give you peace about it. But all this begins with giving your heart to Jesus. And there are several in here today, and I just want to ask you, have you ever given your heart to Jesus? Will you do that? Will you lift your hand and say, pray with me, Pastor Brad. I want to give my life to Jesus. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Will you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett? I see that hand. Anyone else? I see that hand. Maybe you're here today. You got saved a long time ago. You haven't been living for God. You want to just give him your life. You want to be a follower of Jesus. You want to say yes to Jesus again. <laughs> He's still there. If that's you, would you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brad. I see that hand. The Lord's all over you, the whole service. Anybody else want to lift their hand today? Come on. God sees. God knows your heart, but you're just making a commitment to him. I see your hand. I see your hand. Come on, let's pray this together. Say, Father, I give you my life, fresh and new. I repent and turn my back on sin. I want to follow you. I need your glory. I need your goodness. I need your help. Without you, I'm nothing. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Be the King of my life. I will follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at legacyfamily.info.